Welcome to The Barkside, Veterinary Business and Leadership Unleashed, where we empower veterinary business owners and professionals like you to advance your private practice by leveraging the tools and strategies of big corporations. Welcome to The Barkside. Uh, Jared, you look very festive. You have gingerbread cookie t-shirt. I like that. Well, it's almost midnight in Australia, so I thought I'd just rock up into a podcast in pajamas, mate. Okay. <laughs> all, all the weirdos and gingerbread cookie t-shirts come out. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's the whole matching pajama set thing. It's something we started last year, so everyone gets matching pajamas, and I just look like a fool in them. But anyway, everyone looks pretty cool. It looks good. No, I like it. I like it. Um, last time we talked about uh, beginning of the financial metrics, but I wanted to touch more on not just financial metrics because you and I talked in length about the companies that are not successful that measure just the money. So why don't we start mm. there? I want to talk about different KPIs, but maybe let's just start with a philosophy mm of in general what to measure, how to measure it, and what is effective to measure and what is not effective to measure. So you want to start there? Remember, yeah, yeah. I reckon one of the biggest things that I learned from you, old mentor, is the balance scorecard. And that has just stuck with me. And fundamentally, I don't know where it sits in, but it's not the spine of the, of the business, but it's like the heart of the business or it's the core but I, I think it might be value, um, might be of value to the audience to hear you talk about the balance scorecard. Well, let's unpack that. Well, since mm. you were excited about it, why don't you tell us what the balance scorecard is? <laughs> it's a scorecard that you balance on something and then you balance it right back. So mm. um, the balance scorecard is the way that I would describe it is it helps you focus on the areas or the major areas of the business, which then if you focus on all five areas, then you have holistic growth. Well, holistic growth, but you got a holistically healthy business. And then the key thing that you talked about actually was the actual sequence that you should kind of start to focus. So originally, as we said in the last podcast, most people just focus on financial metrics. And then when you start with financial metrics and you go downwards, generally what happens, you cut costs, you trim hours, as you said, engagement drops, maybe quality of service drops, but then the five areas um, well, actually, I, there's four, but I chucked in the fifth one just because I could. And the five layers, it would be for, and where you start first is your team. Team development and training, knowledgeable team, an empowered team helps you do. Number two, I threw in innovation and technology. Just there's so much change now with AI and whatever. It, innovation technology really needs to be integrated into businesses because you're an engaged team with integrated technology, boom, you lead to business operations and, effic and e efficacy and efficiency. So smoother business operations, smoother business operations with integrated technology with an engaged team results in high value, high quality patient care and high quality client and consistent client experience. And then consequently, if you have happy clients, good quality care, value is being delivered and financially healthy business. But um, that's my summary. That's good. So I'll, ju I'll just repeat that for the listeners. So essentially, Balanced Scorecard is the approach to measuring your organizational success, not just by the finance. And that's why they call it balance, because it balances out the entire organization. You can have as many sections in it as you want. You added innovation, that's great. As long as you can get consistent data on a certain key metric in each of those quadrants or in this 
uh, case, I guess there's five of them. So I'll just repeat them. So you do want to measure finance. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't. And we'll probably zoom very quickly through those metrics. But it'll be interesting to talk about the others because they're more challenging. So you measure finance, mm. you measure customer success. That's the second piece. You measure growth of the organization and development. Um, you measure team success and employee engagement, which is very important in burnout prevention and in general engagement. And then you added innovation. So in those five categories, let's zoom very quickly through finance because they're important, but they're not the only ones. And most typical ones that uh, we uh, look at, everybody does. There's, there's three major ones and you mm. need to teach the entire team, especially if you're doing open book management as we do in Galaxy. So you want to have revenue, expenses, profit. That's the baseline. You need everybody from the janitor to reception to everybody mm. understand the three numbers because everybody focuses only on how much money is coming into the till and they're thinking that gerardo now put ten thousand dollars today in his pocket and went partying and bought a gingerbread shirt. that's right and bought a gingerbread <laughs> shirt and uh, the truth is that nobody ever understands that there's expenses behind it even though people are paid if they're not looking at these metrics so we show these metrics weekly and we talk about them but you want those three concepts boiled into everybody in the clinic then there's a favorite one that everybody's looking at as an average check transaction. And everybody loves looking at that on the business side and no one looks, likes to look at it on the veterinary side. Because when you sit down and talk Aye. to a veterinarian and say, hey, your average check transaction is lower than average. And then you go, what the hell should I do? I can't prescribe a dog that doesn't need certain prescriptions. Yes. I can't assign a yes. test that you don't need. I do what I do yeah. because I'm a scientist. I'm a brainiac and a veterinarian get away from me so how it's probably the metric that i don't know is the most contentious metric oh 100%. you know like i like oh gosh well how so did you motivate your doctor to like and and could you how did you conduct discussion about the average check transaction and how to increase it and if you can compare one bet to another oh you can that's, that's a great question because I spent years trying to master this. You can come from multiple different angles. It's like, okay, the average check, the average client transaction is our a, a representation of our standard, right? And oh, then yeah. they go, well, and then like that person invoices more and they over service, but then I do what's necessary and whatever and stuff. So they can just ultimately, they get defensive and then they just roll up in a ball and they just kind of don't really care. And then you can go, you could try to then incentivize them well, if you get to this much, then what happens is you get this bonus, whatever. But then we, you know, our practices were uh, had a base and a, and a profit share um, or a percentage of, of revenue of that they generated. And then even then, still, doesn't matter. Some people just would just be happy just to do what they want, earn $50,000 less and be happy with that, despite the fact that the patient care is dropping and they just... So um, in the end, now for me, it's like, money mindset it's like yeah. how does it feel man how does it feel to walk into the consult and just have the weight of that client's money issues that you don't even know if they have or not but you've projected your money issues on them and then you're sitting there all day thinking about whether or not they have the money to do this or not should i cut corners it's just that just me the most painful weight to have on your shoulders all freaking day yeah. so that to me has actually been probably the most effective thing just to people go I don't have to think about that, but what, what's your thoughts? So what Apart I found now, actually, what you last, last consult, last, last podcast was really powerful. You go. Well, that's, you know, that, that's what I figured. Um, 
so what what helps in the urgent cares that we're now bring, uh, building? So everybody's a shareholder. And I get not only the doctors to think about every check transaction, but the staff as well. And uh, so everybody's motivated because there's dividends that will be paid out at the end. And then knowing your profit, knowing your revenue and expenses, then everybody knows that the profit is the portion that everybody splits. So you get that kind of boiled into their mind. And then at the same time, you constantly bring up this average check transaction, but you bring it not in, you should be billing more, but we have a section of the doctor's level 10 in which we're thinking continuously. It's a continuous improvement thinking. How do we uh, approach certain cases? So essentially, I don't do cardiopath, which is the IDEX um, ECG that you can send out yeah. and will be interpreted. I'm not doing Oh, okay, yeah. Another doctor on my team doing it all the time. And she, every patient with suspected heart disease, she will just do it. And I just don't have a talk track behind it. So I ask her, how do you present that to the client? So we share mm. information. I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. Then they're all mm. those youngsters. They're doing all resting cortisol. I don't think I've ever done a resting cortisol. The patient, especially in the ER, they're all doing it. So I was like, I have no idea how to pitch it. I don't understand mm. where do I need it to do it. Mm. So we just share the clinical aspect of it, where I could be more mm. effective as a clinician. And all of a sudden, each, each uh, urinary tract infection, I always take a sister with the ultrasound. I never go blind. So <clears throat> the way that I explained it to the client is that I need to scan the bladder quickly to see if there's stones as well. But at the same time, I'll collect the sample safely. So I will quickly do an ultrasound mm. of the bladder. All of a sudden, there's quick scan fee, which nobody charges. They just go mm. into a system. So it's really sharing information mm. in between and talking about the quality of medicine and how do you present things that mm. I'm not doing and continuously discussing mm. it every week with the vets. So that's kind of how we addressed mm. it. And it seems to be more effective. The fact that everybody is a shareholder matters a lot. Like last night, so we haven't had an x-ray for like a week. So now it's fixed. And one of the vets just posted. You do the, like the whole, you do the with your magic hands. Yeah, the Reiki. You, you, you yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then now with the x-ray, the comment from the vet, not just like clinically, I'm so happy that the x-ray is back. Yeah. But his comment was, it changes so much every check transaction. So mind shifted. We're thinking about the business as well as about the medicine. Mm. Mm. Discussions like that. And you, you raised a really good point, which is actually, it's the pitch, right? As much as people like, don't like to think that we are selling. We're selling value in exchange for the money. So we're basically solving the, the emotion of pain and they're paying us in money. Whatever money means, it's nothing. Nothing. Money is nothing. It's just exchange of value. Um, it's just the, I, I talk to it from, that's a great perspective in your part of a team because then actually the fact that actually you're, you're being open enough to then allow people to contribute to you, man, because you, they, they, the fact that you've been open and they're allowed to share, you're taking on, you're asking, man, that's leadership. So that's the finance. I don't want to dig too deep on it. Yes, you should look at your inventory and cogs and all of that stuff. Many, many podcasts and literature talk about that. I do want to shift to the other aspects that we've talked about because mm. finance, okay, yes. So you're measuring that. That's the easiest one. Let's talk about uh, the next The next on the five quadrants easier one is the customer success. What are your main and uh, favorite measures of customer success mm. that you can get consistently? Well, client NPS is something you could get and they could go after. Not, I probably wouldn't do it immediately after they pay the bill. It's not really a good time to, um, you know, they paid $3,000 and then they you know, got their pet and you're kind of like, hey, just had gastro. And then, you know, not a good time then, but later on, 
Google five star Google review, I feel is one, it ticks multiple boxes. One, it's a really good metric for social proof on on um Google. People look at you and they think, hey, four point eight, wow, the other guy's three point five. But it what it takes to actually get a five star Google review is a whole system and flow of good experiences. So that would be, yeah. I think, maybe what like we we talked about what OKRs ages ago, and I never knew what the hell those were. But well, the OKRs um, is essentially how you cascade the metrics. That's what I would mm. probably highlight. That so it's, you know, in some settings, uh, clinics use OKRs, or any business uses OKRs, and that's objective. Mm and key results, objectives and key results. So that's uh, Google implemented that, Microsoft implemented that. And essentially what it is, if you know the metric at the top, then you can drop it through to the next level of the team. Mm. And if you talk about, let's say, mm. financial metrics, okay, well, your average check transaction is, you know, you could talk about average check transaction on the top level, then that's your objective. Mm. But to get to that objective, you need certain key results to be achieved. So you drop it through to the next level mm. and you're saying, okay, well, the key results on these particular <clears throat> areas of services, that uh, that average check transaction in surgery, that average check transaction in dental, that average check transaction in retail, and then all of that needs to kind of go up to the mm. one common average check transaction. So that's sort of the example of OKRs. But but I like what you mentioned mm. there about the Google reviews. So Google reviews, are, to me, that's the second best a metric to monitor you can do it consistently you do need to have a system not just like hey like us on google people have no idea what does that mean actually when you actually ask someone to take rate us on google and then they'll they'll say i'll definitely will and then you ask them where are you yeah. going to do that and they're like on google no you go on google maps and you find the review but it's you know what i mean like it's simple <laughs> yeah but when you just it's, don't it's think too many there's too many barriers yeah. Yes. So, so I love, and I think you're doing that and, and we're doing that essentially next day. Mm -hmm. So every single appointment that we see next day, CSRs text them and they ask yeah. them, how was your experience? And, and mm -hmm. not only about that, that's annoying. When I get a text, how's your experience? I ignored it and block it right mm -hmm. away. But when someone texts me mm -hmm. and says, Hey, how is Fluffy doing? You go, Oh, very good. Mm -hmm. Take your medication, stop vomiting, blah, blah, blah. Now you know that they have a positive experience and you pitch them the yep. link. You send them the link and say, yep. would, you like, would you mind just mm. you know placing a star on, on Google? Mm. And you give them the link right there and then when they're excited to exactly. tell you that the dog is doing well. That is the most consistent way uh, of doing it. Did you, mm. Do you have any other tricks that you implement? Um, that's essentially a, the shortened version of it. But it's that they had a positive experience. We kind of like try to wrap another couple of layers around it because Google likes really personalized reviews and that really likes photos and it really likes kind of like uh, personalized meaning the doctor's name and then also just like it's a quite nicely structured one so we, we generally go like oh doctor i wouldn't have asked you this but he, he would really appreciate it. the team would really appreciate it if you left us a five-star google review and pop and said ivan was you know really good at stuff it would mean a lot to him and the team and then you go oh and that photo maybe that photo that we sent you from the pet being in hospital or something make sure it's a really good photo pop that on there too like that would that therefore Ivan knows exactly who it was. So then, not only do you get five star review, you get your name in there, so it's a personalized one, and they get a photo in Google. Oh, those are great those guidelines. Guys. Yeah, we don't do a couple of these things. I would love to implement that. Okay, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Let's talk about another quadrant of the balance scorecard. So we talked mm -hmm. about finance, we talked about the customer success, team success. Is there a way to consistently 
regularly measure team success or team engagement or team happiness, whatever the metric is, the yeah. fact that your team is not going to leave you tomorrow. How to measure that? Do you have any consistent metric? There's multiple. The kids, so you got an engagement score, right? Engagement score is one you need to do, but it's not one you would pulse, right? You know, you don't want to ask them every month, how engaged are you? Would you recommend us to your colleagues, your friends and come and work with us, right? So if there was an issue with it, then you would probably pulse metric, a metric. But so team engagement is ultimately the thing that you want to hear and, and, and get, get a, a pulse on. But also you could do things like number of performance growth discussions had and the number of people who were progressing in their you know, career development plans could be things like that. Or you could, you could ask them. I like the idea that you had, which was um, more real time, which is rate your shift. And that mm -hmm. gives them, a, you know, how they, how they, they feel because mm -hmm. everything's about feeling. How does, it, how does a team member feel? Yep. They feel connected to the team. Do they feel as if they're part of it and they're bought in? And that if, if so, then yeah. So what's your thoughts on, on that? Like a, an easy, easy, like a repeatable and simple metric? Well, that, that's where, you know, after you talk about a balanced scorecard and OKR is a great conversation, but this is where you start you know, getting a little mm. deeper in the mud because all of these are difficult mm. to collect. The rate your shift mm. idea, this is for our proprietary software, which we slow down on mm. development right now because it, it turned out to be too mm. expensive to be a startup and building your own software. But that I think is one, that's still a vision. But just mm. before you leave, consistently rate somewhere. And I'm going to look into other mm. systems that we're already using HR systems. But can mm. you before, when you clock out, can you just rate your mm. shift right there and then? Because... And you could be mm. one out of five stars. And then that's a daily mm. sort of routine. And if you see too many mm. three stars or two stars or whatever it is, you can dig in on the next level 10. So that's really, mm. uh, really important. And it can create an issue that you drop through to your level 10 meeting. So that's where, you know, mm. the finance is easy because everybody measures that. Customer success, eh, it's okay if you're doing mm. the reviews. Team success, that gets a little more difficult because if you don't have a system, mm. and I want to touch on that. Mm. Don't have a system of measuring your data on a regular basis. If there's no automated system that spits it out weekly, mm. it's doomed to failure. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, we've designed in uh, with one of the co-founders, KPI tree. There was like 850 KPIs for the clinics. That's great. Which one of those can you actually grab on a consistent basis? And he had in there, he had mortality rate. I understand that you can come up with a way to do it is like out of the patients that you mm. saw, patients that died, yeah. blah, 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 blah. How yeah. do you get that? You're not going to get that yeah. weekly. Never. Like this never going to be. And also, yeah. And also, what does it mean? What does it mean? Exactly. Like, what's the purpose of the, yeah. What is it measuring? And what do you, what is, what does that measure actually giving the information on? Yeah. Like, as you said, like, I remember diving into KPIs and how to get them and the formulas for them. And in the end, it was just like, there's only like five or six numbers you're really kind of looking for. So, yeah. But um, so less is more. Uh, That's another thing about the metrics. So, if you have solid at least one metric for each area of the business, then you mm -hmm. can actually look at that and decide what do you do when it drops down. And then you pull it into mm -hmm. your IDS and you say, okay, our employee satisfaction is down. What do we do? Our customer success mm. is down. What do we do about it? So it, it it then becomes a discussion point, not a number that you're watching sadly drop and die. And and you're like, okay, well, this is terrible. This is worse than last week and five weeks ago. And uh, we have nothing that we can do about it. So 
Mm. And the last one, I want to conclude and I want to stay short because we're already at 22 minutes. <laughs> um, how do you measure growth in the company? Do you have a metric in mind that will measure growth? Is it growth in the, is it operations or growth? I would say operations. It's like a growth of yep. the business. Our growth in the business. Cool. Yeah, I get you. Like an optimization of the business in a sense or something. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a cool one. Um, you can come up with all sorts of things. Yeah, you could look at numbers like inventory, maybe cogs or something like that. You could look at, you know, wages versus number of hours versus versus how much of revenue was created and also stuff. But like one thing that uh haven't yet really been uh, been like had the chance to implement is but actually no, I did this years ago actually. It's uh cycle time because that's like straight from when we worked something from Kanban. Is so, it, I think so. Is it's it? from I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the one that, how, uh, long, how long does it take? To, how long does it take for you to get a patient from here to there, here to there, here to there, and then how can we shorten that? What step can we take out? Oh God, that's that's really good. And what we started doing actually again at Urgent Care, we now have a guarantee to see a vet within an hour, and we hold ourselves okay. to that standard. It's it's actually really really mm-hmm. engaging. Uh, we give a discount over <laughs> fee. 50% discount yeah. on the exam fee if you see the client longer than an hour. And the whiteboard that starts the yeah. timer when they're checked in is at the front desk. Wow. On a huge TV, wow. they see the timer going. And if you don't see them, you discount half of the exam fee, which became a really, really interesting. And that that's what we actually want to do. We want to make that into our kind of client uh, experience client experience that is known across the brand you will see a vet within an hour but the growth one that i was thinking about and we discussed a lot of it is actually a number of ideas implemented during the period of time ah yeah so that was in my innovation box but yeah that's cool so that one is and and you you need to have a system to measure it uh we have a system called aha so essentially it's a software development uh platform that helps to collect the uh, feature requests from the customers. We adopted that to collect the ideas to be implemented in the business from the staff. So number of ideas implemented Mm. by the staff over the period of time is a great measure of the Mm. growth and innovation, wrapping those both Mm. into that metric. Well, that's one step. One step is collecting them, but the super most important part of it is the structure in which these ideas are brought up and facilitated. And I myself have been guilty years in the past of just squishing ideas because they're not important or, you know, why is fixing that thing going to help us you know, save 3% profit or something? Exactly. Well, we're out of time. I know you and I can talk a lot about these things. We have been. So that's why we made a podcast. Mm. Um, but that was a cool one. Um, <laughs> you're you're a good timekeeper. I could just gather on my gingerbread shirt. So. It's not me. It's Bogdan who sits and stares at us and thinking, shut up, guys. <laughs> all right. Um, Thanks, Gerardo. It was good to right. see you. Thank and you so much. Gingerbread uh, cookie t-shirt. Uh, so I'll talk to you later. I like gingerbread, but I feel like now getting one. See you guys. <laughs>